Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and moms and dads of all ages, welcome to another episode of Storytime. That company man grinded the midnight work hours, always on the clock. Well, that's David Miller. <laughs> no, never always on the clock. You do your nine to five and then get out of there. You don't owe them any extra time. On the lamb has no job from any man. Well, that's me, no man Michael Santel. Hey. David, thank you for joining me today. For In the my middle ch- of my workday. Don't tell anyone. Your, don't tell anybody. They're never going to know. They don't listen. <laughs> David, I have a trio of tiny tales to tell you, all from the wonderful Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, boy. I thought we were doing Grimm's Brothers, and here you are switching it up on me. I have another book. I also love that Hans Christian Andersen drop. Let's hear it again. <laughs> And we never get to use it enough. But just like the criteria. Now I have to see if I still have it or I have to go freaking Just make it again. Go make it again. Get that drop. Just play it as many times. Whenever I say Hans Christian Anderson, just play it. Uh, I like the criteria that we're doing with. Uh, the Grimm's Brothers. So I have three tales for you to judge. I have not chosen them. Is it a banger? Do we have stars? All that stuff. All that stuff. David, you're going to have to be the judge of all of them. I can tell you, though, that all three of said tales are from 1836. Okay. Big year. Uh, (laughs) That's a big year. It's Uh, a real big year. Yeah. Uh, So if you're bringing me three stories today, I assume that they're all on the shorter side? Oh, the tiny tales. Yes, that is correct. (laughs) Tiny tales. Okay. 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 uh, let us blue skidoo. The first tale I will tell you. Did you pick these like just because they're in the book in order, or did you like pick them for a thematic like through line? Again, you're just gonna have to deal with them. I <laughs> opened. I went to look for a story, and I opened the book, and I came across these. I was like, "Oh, I'll check these out!" And they all. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell these to David." They just. It was a happenstance, David. Yeah, it yeah. just. The universe told me that I had to tell you these tales. Okay. So this is this is the universe channeling me to you. The first of these tales is God can never die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> David, what are your predictions for God can never die? Jesus. Um well I Interesting. Okay. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I will like, I will tell you right now it isn't a dope sword battle right. between it's not God like and some Lucifer. Person, like, on yeah. some like God. And God he's like, quest. You can't get me, Lucifer. And he no, hits Hans the sword. is not gonna go all like no, no. hardcore like that. Um uh, he goes hardcore other ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh so I I don't know. I get the sense that maybe there's like a there's like a, a a religious person of some kind, like someone who's a member of the church, a nun, uh, a priest, uh, an altar boy, even. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know goes through some kind of trial or or tribulation, and then like through it all is like you nope nope. God can never die. Like, like it's almost like a have faith sort of message. You know what I mean? Uh, and then in the end, he will be rewarded for it. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely feel that all of these, uh, all of these tales of God of God worship is always just like have faith in God. So yeah. that's that's pretty close. Yeah. Here you go. Here's here's your faith tale, David. 
Oh, and long shot prediction, it's set on Easter. I was going to say Christmas, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll go with Easter. Okay, the other good Christian holiday. The one where God literally is like, no, I didn't die. Yeah, but there's Easter, but there's bu- but there's bunnies, so it all makes sense. Yeah, well. yeah. It was Sunday morning. The sh- the sun shone brightly. Easter Sunday morning. No, okay, we don't know if it's Easter or not. We can make it Easter. I don't think it changes the story at all. It was Easter Sunday morning. Hell yeah, okay. it was. The sh- the sun shone brightly and warmly into the room as the air, mild and refreshing, flowed through the open window. And out under God's blue heaven, where fields and meadows were covered with green and flowers, all the little birds rejoiced. They were one of the first things God made, so they always bask in God's glory. <laughs> he did that sky vault pretty early on, if you don't remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While joy and contentment were everywhere, outside, in the house lived sorrow and misery. <laughs> okay. Even the wife, who otherwise was always in good spirits, uh, without having touched, uh, uh, sat in the morning at the breakfast table with a downcast expression. Uh, finally, she arose without having touched a bite of her food, dried her little eyes, and walked toward the door. She didn't eat any food, David. That's unlike a woman. A woman is always shoving food in her mouth. And she dried her eyes, so was she crying at the breakfast table? Yeah, yeah. She was using her salty tears made it difficult to eat her food. <laughs> it really seems as if there was a, a curse hanging over the house. The cost of living was high, the food supply low, taxes had become heavier and heavier. Year after year, the household belongings had depreciated more and more. I'm glad and, that, that as a society, we've solved most of these problems by yeah, now. Yeah, none of, none of these things are true in 2020. <laughs> these are the this things is... that would make us sad and depressed in our homes these days. No, not at all. And now, at last, there was nothing to look forward to but poverty and misery. Oh, God. They're speaking Jesus my language, Christ. David. <laughs> For a long time, all this had depressed the husband, who had always been a hard-working, law-abiding citizen. Now, the thought of the future filled him with despair. Yes, many times, he even threatened to end his miserable and hopeless existence. Oh, God. One of these days, Alice, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so this hard-working, blue-collar man feels... Left left and betrayed by the government. Just like Gerard <laughs> Butler in the hit film Law Abiding Citizen. He did not go to break the law, David. The law came and broke him. Yeah. Neither the... Com- and what do you do when the law breaks you? You break the you, law. You break it back. <laughs> <laughs> you break its fucking knees and then you break its fingers. <laughs> Neither the confronting words of the good-humored wife nor the world nor the worldly or spiritual counsel of his friends had helped him. These had only made him more silent and sorrowful. It is easy to, un- it is easy to understand that his poor wife finally should lose her courage too. However, there was quite another reason for her sadness, which you shall hear now. <laughs> he, he just wanted to make sure you were Look, still in it, she okay? She was sad too, and it's obvious that him being sad all the time was probably going to make her sad. But also, she had another sad she reason. She had another sad... Uh, in addition to all that other depressing <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. depresses males, there are some other lady reasons. When the husband saw that his wife also grieved and wanted to leave the room, which I guess is sign for I want to kill myself, I if you're like... leave the room. <laughs> I want to get out of this room now, lady. <laughs> Uh, He stopped her and said, I won't let you go out until you have told me what is wrong with you. After a moment of silence, she sighed and said, Oh, my dear husband, 
I dreamed last night that God was dead, and all of his angels followed him to his grave. <laughs> she had a very upsetting dream, David. Uh, is it upsetting? I, that's all perspective. <laughs> How can you believe or think such foolish stuff, answered the husband. You know, of course, God can never die. Oh, boy. The good wife's face sparked with happiness as she affectionately squeezed both of her husband's hands. She exclaimed, then our dear God is still alive. Oh my God. She Wait, so she knows she had a dream about it, but then she's just like, well, that must mean God is dead. Yeah, that's exactly, she was like, yeah, that's what, she read the Bible. They have dreams all the fucking time. Why is her yeah, dreams but, not important? But the dreams that show people like things that are happening are God showing them that. So David, God, is God dead, showed God her dead, this. How did he show her that if he's dead? Why, of course, said the husband. How could you ever doubt it? Then she embraced him and looked him with loving eyes, expressing uh, expressing confidence, peace, and happiness. And she mm. said, but my dear husband, if God is still alive, then why do we not believe in, why do we not believe and trust in him? He has counted every hair on our heads. Not a single one is lost without his knowledge. Did he tell it's, you the number? Like, or did he just count and keep that to himself? He just has that number. He has a ledger. He's counted all the hairs on my head. I ain't, he, I, I haven't seen that data anywhere. <laughs> Listen, I mean, this is, it's a double blind study, David. You can't know the data. He I can't know my blind. own hair count? No, he, it's blind How do I know him. that he's counting correctly? Yeah, and also, what is technically hair on your head? Do you consider your face hair top the hair, or is hair? that different hair? Yeah. It's technically different, but they're connected, right? Like, there's right, no, they're connected. There's no separation there's no, between my yeah. beard and my hair. You're one big freak fucking I'm, hair bob. It's all I've, over I, the place. Yeah. I've always said that about you behind your back. I've always told people that about <laughs> I, you. Uh, th that's what I've heard through the grapevine. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, play our famous through the grapevine drop. <laughs> we never get to hear that drop. Her, he, uh, he clothes the lilies in the field. He feeds the sparrows and the ravens. Of course, he doesn't feed them very well, but the animals outside, they're fucking doing great. <laughs> It was if a veil had lifted from his eyes and as if a heavy load fell from his heart when she spoke those words. See, now that he, she's spoken those words, he dropped his load. He feels way better. <laughs> he smiled for the I, first... I do get, like, the vaguely, like, um, uh, euphemistic sense uh, in this whole, like, innuendo in this whole scene, right? Of, like, they're, they're super depressed, they're kind of tense, and then he says, like, you know, God can't die. And she's like so excited that she embraces him. Yeah. Kisses him. And then he feels like his load is unburdened. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they just, you know, they were upset and tense and they fucked about it. I think the all of these stories, uh, I mean, uh, all these stories have euphemisms about fucking. Now, I will, I, that was a later discovery, but let's see what else you find I'm, in these stories. I'm going to give that as a tip to all those people out Wait, there. Wait, save it for lessons. In relationships. This is, no, this is a tip, not a lesson. Okay. When you're in a relationship and things are tense, just ask your partner, hey, you want to fuck about it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I don't know if it's always going to work. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but well, they could say no, but like. Sure, sure. You know, you want to talk about it? But they're not. <laughs> <laughs> 
He smiled for the first time in a long time and thanked his dear, pious wife for the trick she had played on him. Ah, the tricks. Though, which she, had re- uh, which she had revived his belief in God and restored his trust. And in the room, the sun shone even more friendly on the happy people's faces. A gentle breeze cr- uh, caressed their smiling cheeks and the birds sang even louder than their heartfelt, uh, even louder their heartfelt thanks to God. The end. That's it? That's it! The oh, birds geez. love God. That's oh what I God. told you. Jesus. Let's go, I, oh, let's go oh. to Tiny Lessons. Lessons. Oh, okay, well. Uh, birds love God. It, they love have God. wings like angels. There's basically little flying, uh, they're basically flying rodent angels yeah. here on Earth that bless us with their dinosaur-like ways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do have a lesson. Um, uh, sadness can be contagious. Yeah. Right. Oh, sure. Absolutely. If you're if you're always being down in the dumps all over the place, then like those who are around you all the time, it's going to affect them. Uh, I think a great lesson from this, and this is something for women in particular, wives. Don't get mad at us because you had a dream about some shit. <laughs> Sierra got mad at me for a whole morning because she had a dream that we got a big fight and I cheated. I yeah. have never cheated. That is a dream you had. Do not hold me accountable for the actions of Dream Michael. Yeah. That son of a bitch is wild. He does crazy <laughs> stuff in Dreamland. <laughs> and then the final lesson, of course, is God's not dead, David. God's, God's real. God can't die. God can't die. Jesus, I, man, I, oh boy, okay. God can't die. For our second tiny tale. I thought we have to rate it. What are its stars? Oh, I forgot about the beggar scale. David, let's go to review. What is it? Reviews? What are we calling it? We just said like stars. I'm calling it stars upon (laughs) stars. How many stars do you give said tale? God can never die. No more than one. Half a star. (laughs) 0.5 of a star. There was no narrative here. None whatsoever. A couple was in a house. They were depressed. She was depressed. He was depressed about actual stuff to be depressed about. (laughs) She was depressed about that as well, but also mostly a dream she had. He said, your dream's not real. Then they both were happy the end. Like, that's it. That's the story. They were. They enjoyed the things that they have in life. I I did not appreciate that story. That was wonderful. That was more or less a waste of time. Tale two (laughs) is called The Talisman. Okay, all right. An ancient talisman belonging to a pharaoh god king has been lost for centuries. But uh, uh, an explorer in the late 1800s, early early 1900s. Okay, uh, so 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 this is written 70 years after this. Yeah, and his name his name is uh oh fuck uh uh, O'Connell O'Connell. He he finds a librarian (laughs) who looks a lot like Rachel Weiss. Uh, are you her, are you telling me the her, plot her, of the mummy? Slapsticky brother, go with them oh, to Egypt because David. he's the only one that knows the location of the lost city of Hamanaptra. Well, <sighs> the guardians of Hamanaptra do not like this. That. Is a tiny tale, David. You can't put all of this in there. You need like one prediction. Okay, so you think it's going to follow the actions and plot of the '90s mummy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fooled you, David. It's more in line with the Tom Cruise mummy movie from the year 2014 (laughs) of the Dark Cinematic Universe. I did see that one. Did you really? Not in theaters, but yes. Okay. When did you see it? I I watch... I Uh, I watched it 
Yeah, I make I just, David like, watch it. a lot of bad movies, and I did not watch that movie. Yeah, I watched it sometime, I think just by myself, and I was like, this wasn't any good. Uh, if you want to have yourself a great time, watch the original trailer that got released without the audio Man, track. I have it that. is hilarious. I've had that since the when when that went up, I immediately oh. downloaded it because I knew it would be gone in twenty minutes, and I, yeah. I got it. I had it. Yeah, I was fully employed at the time. David and I could laugh about it on the regular. We just watch it, <laughs> send it to you. You can only laugh about stuff if you're employed. Right. That's right. Uh, okay. The talisman. The talisman. A prince and princess were still celebrating their honeymoon, and they were extremely happy. Oh boy, all the, uh, man, that's not even innuendo. Only one thought disturbed them. Do you know what that thought was? God is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And that was how to retain their present happiness. David, I think this is a euphemism for fucking... I mean... (laughs) I need to make a note of this because this is a lesson for later. I have to think. I hope I don't forget it. You gotta write it down, David. I'll give you time if you need to no, write no, it go down. For it. You're I know. Okay, okay. For that reason, they wish to own a talisman with which to protect themselves against any unhappiness in their marriage. A spiritual guard, David, that they can use to protect them whenever shit gets bad. Yeah, sure. Now, they had often been told about a man who lived out in the forest, acclaimed by everyone for his wisdom, and known for his good advice in every need and difficulty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Real, real Google search engine of the fucking woods in the 1830s. A real, a real Tom Canty type. That's right, that's right. Remember the Prince of the Popper? That kid was like, everyone went to him for advice. because He, they, like, he, talked he, like he a knew prince. their shit. He knew the shit. So the prince and princess called upon him and told him about what their heart desired. After the wise man had listened to them, he said, Travel through every country in the world, and wherever you meet a completely happily married couple, ask them for a small piece of linen that they wear close to their body, and when you receive this, you must carry it on you. That is sure remedy. <laughs> That's it. They just gotta find that thing. I mean, not to, not to like harp on this like wise advice giver but like if they're gonna travel the world seeking out people in the most successful relationships shouldn't they just ask them for advice about relationships no they need a physical talisman <laughs> of their love that they can then take so they're gonna like them. basically have all this love like stored in this thing now this doesn't pop up i'm gonna let you know but i think the real test of a of a, of, of a relationship someone that you are close with is how well do you travel with them because traveling sucks sure, yeah yeah so let's find out the prince and the princess rode forth on their way they soon heard of a knight uh, and his wife who were said to be living the most happily married life the neighbors could hear them every night. Oh, boy. It doesn't say that part. I added that part because we oh. are adding euphemisms to sex. They went <laughs> to the knight's castle and asked him and his wife if their marriage was truly as happy as was rumored. Oh, it was in a castle. There's no <laughs> way the neighbors could hear that. No, fuck no. It's all overblown. <laughs> yes, of course, was the answer. With one exception. We have no children. There's an exclamation point there. My goodness. Here, then, the talisman was not to be found, and the prince and princess continued their journey in search of a completely happily married so couple. So they didn't, they didn't ask, they're like, oh, never mind then. <laughs> you don't have children? Well, then you aren't actually happy then. Good day. Trot, 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 trot. Okay. As they traveled, they came to a country where they heard of an honest citizen who lived in perfect unity and happiness with his wife. So to him they went and asked if he really was as happily married as the people said. 
Yes, I am, answered the man. My wife and I live in perfect harmony. If only we didn't have so many children, for they give us <laughs> lots of worries and sorrows. Oh, God damn it. Too many children, David. Too many. So there's got to be a correct number of children. Between zero and too many. There's got to <laughs> be a good number. So neither with, uh, neither with him was the talisman to be found. And the prince and princess continued their journey through the country, always inquiring about happily married couples. But none presented themselves. Uh, I like the idea that they bothered, like, in every country they found one person, but the rest of the couples were like, nope, not happy here. Continue no, your journey. Problems from the get-go. <laughs> My wife thinks God is dead. It's been dark in here for days. One day, as they rode along fields and meadows, they noticed a shepherd close by on the road, cheerfully playing his flute. Just then, a woman carrying a child in her arms and holding a little boy by the hand walked toward him. As soon as the shepherd saw her, he greeted her and looked the little child, whom he kissed and caressed. The shepherd's dog ran to the boy, licked his hand, and barked and jumped with joy. In the meantime, the woman arranged a meal that she had brought along and said, Father, come eat. Uh, come and eat now. The man sat down and took the uh, took of the food, but the first bite he gave to the little boy, and the second he divided between the boy and the dog. All all this was observed by the prince and the princess, who walked closer and spoke to them, saying, "You must be a truly happily married couple." Yes. That we are, said the man. God be praised. No prince or princess could be happier than we. Now listen then, said the prince. Do us a <laughs> favor. To the dungeon. And you, <laughs> and you shall never regret it. Give us a small piece of your linen garment that you wear close to your body. As he spoke, the shepherd and his wife looked strangely at each other. And finally he said, God knows we would be only happy to give you only a small piece but the whole shirt or undergarment, if we only had them. But we owe not as much as a rag. Mm. As the prince and princess journeyed on their mission, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Does that mean they're naked? Like, what the fuck? They just have, yeah. all they have is big fucking shirts? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it brings flat to my throat. They, they've got, like, maybe a garment on, but, like, if you were to take any piece of it, it would just all fall apart. Yeah, they just have, like, yeah, it's like one string. If you pull it, well, that's fucking yeah, well, that's it, bro. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Finally, their unsuccessful roaming discouraged them as they decided to return home. As they passed the wise man's hut, they stopped by, related all their travel experiences, and reproached him for giving them such poor advice. Again, this is the original. Man, he was the Google, so they had to go leave him a review. Tell him what sure. how his trip. Yeah, tell him how his trip was. At that, the wise man smiled and said, "Has your trip really been all in vain? Are you not returning richer in knowledge?" Yes, answered the prince. I have gained this knowledge, the con uh, that contentment is a rare gift on this earth. And I have learned, said the princess, that to be content, one needs nothing more than to simply to be contented. Whether upon the prince took the princess's hand, they looked, uh, uh, they looked at each other with an expression of deepest love. And the wise man blessed them and said, in your own hearts, uh, you have found your true talisman. Guard it carefully and the evil spirits of discontentment shall never enter, sh uh, shall never in all eternity have any power over you. The end. David is shaking his head angrily at me. <laughs> if he you want to be happy, mad. you have to just be happy. See, I think the lesson... Let's go to lessons. Lessons. I think the lesson of that story is a happy... The most happy you could be is 
a spouse, one child, and a dog. Two and that's pretty good. No, was, it was only the one. No, no, that was, was the dog. She had, she had a kid and was holding another kid by the hand. She was oh, holding like a baby. I thought they only had one kid. I think okay. they had, there was a baby and then a boy and a dog. Okay, so their happiness is not my happiness. Two kids. But that being said, two kids and a dog, that's the happiest life you can get. <laughs> Also, underwear is a privilege and a luxury. Yeah. And count yourself the privileged few if you are wearing some tidy whities hugging those ball boys close. Not everyone can afford those. I'm more of a boxer briefs kind of person. Oh, okay. No, I need it. I need to be lifted and separated. I, like I gotta it keep in the, them. I in gotta the middle. Keep. I like boxers, but they're, they're you gotta have a little support. So, David, yeah. I think that's a great description of you. Like boxers, you are in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a lesson that I thought of in the beginning that I had to take a note of. You had of. to write it down. I saw you write it down. Uh, uh, be in the moment when you're happy. They're like on their honeymoon. Yeah. They're so happy. And the thing that bothers them is that they're like, well, what about later when we're not as happy? Like, fuck that. Deal with that later. You're happy now. Be happy now. I like uh, that a lot. They didn't play with their cell phones. They totally were just in the moment. That's a great yeah. lesson. That's a good lesson for everyone right now. Yeah. Also, give feedback to people who give you advice. Let yeah. them know if it was good or bad advice. I, I think that's... When they, went, when they went to the guy and he's like, do you not have more knowledge? And he's like, yes, I know this now. I thought he was going to be like, I've come back with this knowledge. You're a fucking idiot. You are a fucking charlatan and you will live in my dungeon now. Yeah, we haven't seen any uh, charlatanisms, but I hope we get some more Hans Christian Anderson, when people get some fucking some justice served. <laughs> uh, let's go to stars. Stars. How many stars did you give that one, David? Two, two and a half. It yeah. had it had a narrative thread as, uh, opposed to the other one. Um, I'll go to I'll go to two point. I'll go, I could I'll give, give it, it three, maybe, but I don't no, think it's a two, three point. Two point five, I think, is the right choice on that one. Two point yeah. five feels like a solid number for that one. It's like. It's like a whatever story. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much emphasis on kids. <laughs> yeah, a lot of emphasis on kids. Yeah. Uh, great. Well, for our last tiny tale of the day, it is called This Fable is Intended for You. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, no, no. The name of this t- fable is yeah. This Fable is Intended for You. Oh, thank you. Okay, David. What do you think it's going to be about? <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a cautionary tale oh. uh, about... Um, smoking too much weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a cautionary tale of what happens when you do homework while taking vodka shots. You don't do your homework. You know what? I learned that. Yeah, you did. did. I, know you, I know you learned that. <laughs> I learned you can't drink vodka and do a bunch of weed and then eat at BJ's because you'll throw, out, throw up out the car window on the ride home. When you went to BJ's after that, did you have beer? Well, at BJ's we had a beer, and then after BJ's we went back to your apartment. Oh, we were talking about your birthday. And then you gave me a Spider-Man blanket, which and a and a and a board game, and those did not get throw up on them when I threw up out the window. But the whole ceiling of the car had throw up all over it. Also, we got you. uh, This was a long ass time ago. We got you. uh, We got you a Spider-Man pinata, and you very drunkenly beat the shit out of it with your bare hands. You didn't let anyone else even try to play pinata because you just. Like, like murdered it. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know. I have no recollection of a pinata. I can neither confirm or deny that Pretty I sure did any like, of those actions. Tackled it <laughs> down to the ground and like kicked it. I just remember the throwing up part. That yeah. was the most traumatic part of the evening. Yeah, it was a fun night. Uh, what will happen in this fable is intended for you. Uh, 
I it, this is probably going to be one of those like story within a story one. So it's like someone telling a story to kids, and the story is about like, like, like don't fuck, don't steal. Like you know yeah. what I mean. David, you're you're already there. You're already. I don't know that not the lesson part, but it yeah, is yeah. a tale within a tale, and he's going to tell you it's going to be about a tale. Okay. <laughs> Wise men of ancient times indigenously discovered how to tell people the indigenously? truth. Indigenously? Ingeniously dis- okay. <laughs> ingeniously <laughs> discovered how to tell people the truth without being blunt to their faces. You see, they held they up tell a ma- stories. They held you see, they held a magic mirror before the people in which all sorts of animals and various wondrous things uh appeared, approaching amusing as well as instructive pictures. Mm-hmm. They called these fables, and wherever wise or foolish deeds the animals performed, the people were to imagine themselves in this place and thereby think, the fables intended for you. In a way, no one's feelings were hurt. Let's give you an example. And then here's the fucking fable. Also, I like the idea that the wise men would hold up a mirror so yeah. they're looking at themselves and then shadow puppets or some shit. They're like, oh, it's that's like a, a bunny. Mirror. It's like, yeah, it's like, but that yeah. bunny, that bunny's you, David. And what's that bunny doing? Smoking crack see, just like you. No, it's not crack. It's weed. <laughs> it's weed. See, but too much weed. Look what the bunny's doing. He's not paying his rabbit bills. Look at all he owes so many carrots. <laughs> he still pays his rabbit bills. He just spends part of it on weed. Uh, it's too, he needs to, he needs to see a bunny accountant is what he needs to do, but he hasn't done that, has he? Has he, David? He needs to do it, and he has it. He's fine. David, I should say, this, this story is not applicable to David. David got his carrots in order last year. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You're good with the government. I'm all right. If you're not good with the government, just say this is about a bunny, David. This Don't is about a bunny. Them. This okay, is just about okay, a bunny. Okay, okay. <laughs> So here is the tale. Here is the example of a tale that would be told to somebody. There were two high mountains. Oh boy, David, it is about you. And at the top of each stood a castle, because these mountains are high. Uh-huh. In the valley below <laughs> ran a hungry dog, because he's so fucking high all sure, the time. Yeah. Sniffing along the ground as if in search of mice or quail. Suddenly, a trumpeter sounded from one of the castles to announce that mealtime was approaching. The dog immediately started running up the mountain because he's like, oh boy, I'm going to get to smoke so much weed when I get there, (laughs) hoping to get his share of the weed. But when he was halfway up, the trumpeter ceased blowing and 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 a trumpeter from the other castle commenced, up here, thought the dog, they will be finished eating before I arrive. And over there, they're just getting ready to eat, aka Uh smoke a bunch of bowls. So he ran down and up to the other mountain. But now the first trumpet started again, while the second stopped. The dog ran down and up and again, and he continued until both trumpets stopped blowing and the meals were were over in both castles. Yep. Now, guess what the wise men of ancient times would have said uh, about this fable? And who the fool could uh, be who runs himself ragged without giving anything either here or there? The end. I knew, I knew that's going to be. <laughs> this is some shit for you to fucking dwell upon. He's doing the teacher's work for us. We can now discuss about it now. <laughs> David, I think you're the dog. You are a dirty fucking weed There's dog. There's only of this one story. character in the story, so of course. You're the dog. Like your fable there's is only intended one character for to be you. Able to that's identify right. With. 
Well, you could identify with the the man at the castle. I have identified. The trumpeter. I'm a trumpeter in this story, but you're the dirty fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> David, what lessons did you take away from this? Okay, okay, lessons. Uh, lessons. So. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, literally, the, the lesson of the table. story is like commit, like just yeah, fucking. Yeah, like indecision gets nothing done, um, and it, it it's it's almost like a like a George H W Bush type of like argument of like a like yeah. don't change horses midstream. Like you gotta when you start something, you gotta fit, go through with it. Like sure, sure, you know? yeah. Um, uh, don't assume that just this like. Just because the just because the 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 dinner bell stopped ringing doesn't mean that dinner's not happening. Yeah, there's still time, and even if there there's always things on the table, just head home. Yeah. Uh, I think a good takeaway from this is don't give fucking unsolicited advice. Don't show me a fucking mirror with some fucking animals in it, and then tell me I need to get my life in order. We, I get that it's like a thing ancient people did. You gotta find a better fucking way to come at me. Don't on come the, at me like that. On the flip side, uh, another lesson from this is, if you really want to be able to, like, emotionally manipulate people, just tell them stories that, like, yeah, that just, they will think that they got. You gotta incept them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You gotta get inside their dreams. And then also, I think if you're gonna go to a party, bring some weed. There'll be weed there, bring but some, don't... Sh- bring some Bring some weed. If you're gonna smoke some weed, bring some weed. If you're not gonna smoke some weed, then obviously you don't need to bring any, although it's very nice of you if you did. That's fine, but if, 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 if you want to get involved in the big fucking salad bowl, just add some fucking radishes to it, okay? Or even just like uh, if you're just like, hey, I'm gonna, I brought this joint. Like, you want to go outside? Yeah, let's go outside. Bam. Great, we bing know bam, everyone. Bam. Yeah, dum bam 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 bam. bam. bam, bam. <laughs> oh, uh, so- oh, another lesson. Uh, another lesson. Watch out for vodka and BJ's. Yeah, like if you're yeah. Gonna throw up in the car. Throw up out the window on the yeah. highway. <laughs> yeah, wait for the car to be stopped because when it's moving, it's like a tornado of fucking vomit. Yeah. Uh, David, how many stars upon bars do you give this one? I mean. <sighs> I, I'm gonna go with another with like two, two and a half. Well, let's say, I'm gonna say three because uh, it's like it's a fable. The thing that bothers me about it is the sandwiching of it, where they're explaining what a fable is. That feels like this guy was commissioned to give you a fable that was like three pages long, and he had a page and a half of material and really needed to pad that shit out. This feels like Hans Christian Andersen, like they were gathering all of his works, and one of the works happened to be like a children's textbook, and they yeah. were like, "Oh, include it." That's he wrote it, so it's got to be in there. Like, no, I don't think so. You I get the sense that, that he was out. maybe writing a bunch of stories, and people were like, "I don't get it. What's this dog running back and forth? It's a, what a stupid story!" And he's yeah, like, "So he had to fucking." And he had like, to be like, "No, you see, himself. like it's a, it, it, it's like an allegory for like life." Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the lesson that don't explain the joke don't explain your fucking work if they don't get it when you die costco will sell it in a big fucking book and that'll be your vindication yeah life well lived (laughs) sure well david thank you for living your life with me those are all the tales that i have for you today i'll find some more disappointing tales for the future to tell you i gotta say hans christian anderson never fails to disappoint no, he doesn't. I think uh, <laughs> uh, fun twist. He always talks to his reader, which I enjoy. The Hans Christian, the other brothers don't do that, but he's yeah. always talking to his readers. He like yeah. brings you along. Uh, the next tale in this book is a long one. Oh. I think I might need to. Ooh, is it long? Is how long is it? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna it say it be now. Like the whole episode. Nope. No, it's going to be a whole episode. I'm telling everyone. Next time, we are going to 1837 to tell the original 
The Little Mermaid. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. It's going to be bad. It's I mean, going to be gonna, rough. It's going to... I, 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 we won't do pre-predictions for another episode, but I bet no. there's going to be some... It's going to be really problematic, I think. It's gonna I, I don't a, know it, some but I'm pretty sure... There's going to be some nets and sure. men telling women what to do. I bet that's uh, going to be there. It's going to be kind of... I, I, I really, like, I honestly, I don't know it, but I feel like I've heard or, like, just assume that there's it, there's going to... It's going to make us wince a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, please rest up and prepare for your wincings on get another your, episode. Get your outrage glands ready. Yeah, get trigger warnings aplenty for next time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another successfully recorded episode of Storytime. <laughs> I'm Michael Santel. And I'm David Miller. Oh, but listen, there's that Hans Christian Anderson drop again. Oh, it's so good. Love you, David, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. That's our show, thanks for coming round Don't be sad, no need to frown We'll have more stories, don't throw a fit Goodbye one and all, and we'll see you in a bit I'm Hans Christian Anderson That's me